Welcome to the Head Shepherd Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Ferguson, CEO at NextGen Agri International, where we help livestock managers to get the best out of their stock. I want to take this opportunity to thank our friends at MSD Animal Health and Allflex for sponsoring Head Shepherd again this season. And I'm also excited to introduce our mates at Heinegger as brand new sponsors of the show. MSD and Allflex, or perhaps better known as Cooper's Animal Health in Australia, offer one of New Zealand and Australia's largest livestock product portfolios with a comprehensive suite of animal health and management products connected through identification, traceability and monitoring solutions. Like us, they see how the wealth and breadth of information born out of this podcast can help them and their farming clients achieve their mission of the science of healthier animals. Heineken will need a little introduction to our audience, a market leader and one-stop shop for wool harvesting and animal fibre removal, together with an expanding range of agricultural products and inputs. The Heineken name is synonymous with quality, reliability and precision. The Heineken team have a deep understanding of livestock agriculture, backed by Swiss engineering and a family business dedicated to manufacturing the best. It's fantastic to have both of these sponsors supporting us in bringing Head Shepherd to you each week. And now it's time to get on with this week's episode. Welcome back to Head Shepherd. This week we're back into cows, or a bit of both really, but we're, we're talking predominantly cows. Welcome, Ella Holland, to Head Shepherd. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. Excellent. So you work there at PBB and we've, uh, we're pretty excited about the collaboration we've got with PBB and we'll cover that as we go through, but we might just go back to the beginning. Uh, you're relatively early in your career, but spent a little bit of time in doing some terrible jobs for us here at uh, NextGen with uh, the camera work. But um, yeah, I guess just your background growing up on the on the family farm, and then um, and uni, and then sort of up to the North Island. That that quick journey. Yep. So I've always been passionate about the agricultural sector um, since I grew up on a farm in, in Chivet, North Canterbury. Um, it was a sheep and beef farm, which we converted to dairy. So I was lucky enough to grow up in both kind of farming systems, which kind of gave me the bug that, you know, to want to do something in the agricultural sector. So after school, I knew I wanted to do something. So I ended up going to Massey University and starting a Bachelor of Animal Science, um, which I absolutely loved. And then from there, I've been lucky enough to work with some awesome companies, um, Next Gen Agri included. Um, I've also worked for um, Agri HQ, which are owners of the Farmers Weekly, and now I work for Performance Beef Breeders or PBB, um, as it's commonly known. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, sorry, I had you pegged at Lincoln. Obviously, went to Massey. I knew that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Obviously, uh, now yeah, that role of PBB is is a a significant role as one of the there's not many of you on the road so you, you cover a fair bit of geography and and uh, get around lots of all sales that sort of thing so yeah i guess what is i guess if we just talk pbb briefly and we'll talk more about products but the core role of pbb is is to, to help cattle breeders predominantly to do a range of things yep so that's correct so PBB was um, established back in like 1996 by um, Angus New Zealand and NZ Hereford. Um, they saw a bit of a gap in the market and they wanted to um, create a company that would be a bit of a one-stop shop for the beef industry and provide them all the service and products they needed studs and also create a unified voice for the beef industry. So that's how PBB was born. Um, from then, we've grown heaps. We now look after um, 10 beef breeding societies Um and we cater, um, have products and services um, catering for both stud and commercial sheep and beef farmers. Um, we have services from um, all animal registry um, 
We own a saw bureau, which you guys are in partnership with us about. Um, we have a marketing company, Pivot. Um, we sell tags, and then we've got the genomic side of the business, which we um, work with um, our partners, Neogen, to um, to offer genetic testing for cattle and sheep, both starting commercial. Yeah, so it's quite a range of products and a really yes. <laughs> good, good uh, I guess, success story from yeah, from breed societies who wanted to do something different, and now it's a, a quite a good standalone business. Well, obviously, still owned by societies, but um, yeah, offering some great services. Uh, we'll get to Igenity, which is probably the flagship commercial beef beef uh, service. The one thing that PBB uh, are known for is their is their sort of branch of which pivot, which is their their marketing division, and some of the best. Well, the best catalogs getting around, I think. Um, so, yeah, I guess probably give that a plug in terms of those Australian studs out there, or or New Zealand studs, sheep or cattle. Obviously, a great service there to and been doing it for years and really professionally developing those catalogs, which I know is a bit of a pain point for lots of lots of studs getting a a, a nice a nice catalog with the right information in an efficient manner. We also have. Pivot our marketing company, which specialise in um, sale catalogues. So they have a system called Catalog Builder, which allows um, the Pivot team to extract data from, for example, breed plan. So it's a really easy system to make catalogues, and they can make all different types, and they, you know, help you through the process from designing to all the way to print. Um, and they just make high quality um, um, catalogues um, for all for all species and they also as well as the catalogs they do um, amazing at farm logos and any type of promotional stuff um, a farmer would need would need yeah cool so yeah definitely um we'll put the the links to the, that team in the in the show notes so people can find them but if you google pbb pivot or just pbb you'll find you'll find that service and um yeah i think obviously it's it's uh i was gonna say rare it is pretty rare to find people that sort of understand ag and are good at marketing so it's great to great to have that service because there's lots of lots of people that are good at marketing that don't understand ag and, and lots of people that understand ag and aren't particularly great at marketing so it's good to have a service that, that covers both aspects well the yeah we'll we'll quickly talk about still bureau so obviously pbb own that and uh, we're proud to be operating that in conjunction with with pbb at the moment so uh, for those out there who don't know cell is the is the performance recording system in in New Zealand, uh, and so the bureau system is is the sort of gatekeepers of are the gatekeepers of the data going in and out of of that analysis. So uh, yes, for the last few months or whatever, almost probably getting closer to a year now, we've been next in Agri, been learning that system so they can operate operate that bureau. Um, yeah, and really appreciate that that collaboration with PBB. A quick interruption here to remind you of Head Shepherd Premium and our consulting services at NextGen Agri International. If you love this podcast and want to hear more of them, visit thehub.nextgenagri.com and sign up for Head Shepherd Premium and get an extra podcast each week. If you're listening to this and thinking you really do want to maximise the genetic gain of your livestock and feel more confident around the decisions you're making on farm, then send me an email at mark at nextgenagri.com and we'll get in touch and see, see where that takes us. Let's talk identity. So, commercial beef farmers out there are often culling some proportion of heifers, and I guess the, yeah, lots of people with a straight maternal herd have are keeping cows in their herd for ten plus years. So, the number of heifers generated 
each year outnumbers the number that need to be retained to keep keep the herd at steady state. So there's obviously some need to need to go. Identity is designed to help people make that decision. Yep. So um, identity beef is um, like Ferg said, um, a genetic test aimed for commercial beef breeders. So it was created by our partners Neogen. So the test is designed for straight and crossbred animals of the following seven breeds. So that's Angus, Red Angus, Hereford, Simmental, Shorthorn, Limousin and Garfi. So the test is not something new. It has been around since 2003 in America and they had great success over there. So we worked with Neogen over the last year or so to actually bring this test to New Zealand as we thought it would be a bit of a game changer um, for New Zealand farmers. Um, so how it works is it uses the power of DNA to rank your animals kind of top to bottom on performance and profitability. Um, so it does this by producing scores of 1 to 10 for 17 different traits, creating um, advanced profiles on your animals. Um, so these profiles give you an idea of the animal's genetic merit and can help pinpoint any strengths and weaknesses of um, your herd. So it's a really awesome test as it allows commercial farmers to kind of have a good idea where their herd is sitting so that then, then they can make decisions and, you know, build their breeding objectives from there. Yeah, so it's for those who don't understand many of the words we're talking about. So the so it's basically take a chunk of year out. So there's a little TSU. You collect a, a piece of DNA, some DNA from the animal, um, which is all pretty simple and and straightforward. And then obviously you need to record who that came from. And then that goes away to you guys and or via Neogen, and then back comes back as a, a series of what spreadsheet of of data on each of those animals for those 17 traits? Yeah, so um, once the results have been um, um, evaluated in the lab, they come back in a dashboard in Compass. Um, so you get um, uh, the dashboard has, you know, all your results there, so there's one to ten results, as well as um, three pre-made um, indexes that you can use. So there's a maternal terminal production one. Um, there's also a custom index builder. As we know, no farm is the same, so it allows you to make your own index um, there's also easy tools that you can easily sort animals out. You can tip, you know, I want average daily gain score to be above five. And so it, you know, selects everything that's above five. Um, so it allows you to easily sort and manage your cows. Um, there's also um, benchmarking tools. So you can benchmark your all your animals against the whole database. Yeah, so what does a five mean? Five means is the average of the population in the that feeds the test or is it five like the average of the current drop or how does what is that what does a five mean versus a one versus a ten yep so um yeah it's compares to the whole database for most traits um for traits in identity a higher number is more favorable than the lower number um so a you know a one compared to a five for average daily gains means you know the five is going to have a higher average daily gain than, um, for example, one. Um, identity has um, the one to ten scores, but it also has something called a molecular breeding value, which actually gives you a, like a kg potential difference between, um, for example, a one and a five. Yeah. Yeah. So you get the actual as well, and so yeah, I guess the seventeen traits are pretty much. Similar to the breed brand, breed plan tra- traits that you would see in your bull catalogue, there's some subtle differences. I guess the the key one, which I quite like in there, and it's a IGS trait uh, stability, which is the chance of a heifer being still in the herd at, at six year old. Um, so that's probably one of the one of the ones that people might not 
see or wouldn't have seen in their normal bull catalog before, but most of the others are, are sort of are either directly almost the same or easily transcribed um, between the two. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, the other one that's a bit different is um, residual feed intake, oh, yeah, um, yeah. which is an awesome, um, you know, an awesome trait to have, especially as you know, efficiency is something that is huge right now, and finding those efficient animals. So that's just a score that can help um, achieve that. Yeah, cool. So, what's the turnaround time? So, if someone gets some uh, gets samples collected, then how long until they find out that information? Um, six to seven weeks. Um, however, it can be earlier than that. Yeah, yeah, right. And obviously, they're off to the US. Those samples, and then the data comes back. Or um, the samples are sent to Australia. Oh, it's probably got a lab um, there now. Through the lab yeah. in Australia, and then they come yeah. back via the results come back by the dashboard. Yeah. 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 Cool. Excellent. So, what are we finding out there? You've done some lots of testing of different commercial herds. What are any sort of Anything we know about that we're learning about New Zealand that might be a bit different or, yeah, I guess any general? Well, one thing to note is, you know, we talked about the stability trait. We are finding that most of our herds have um, are scoring really, really high on that, um, on that trait, which is awesome to see. The other thing is I think it's more like it comes back to like the individual herd rather than we're seeing a big picture it's when I talk to the customers and they finally see the results, there's kind of a bit of a light bulb moment. They're like, oh, I actually, you know, that makes sense. You know, they're potentially um, having, you know, for example, their herd may be actually scored quite, um, you know, f- scored low for a high for birth weight. And they're like, actually, I can see that. Um, I used to have troubles with my birth weight. And so, you know, that's a trait that I'm wanting to, to try and, um, you know, change um and they can start seeing you know the different lines they're like oh yeah I actually know her that cow line and she does you know seem to throw big calves and her scores you know they're correlating so it's, it's quite a cool to see you know, when I'm talking to the commercial can't be like but they're like okay I can see see my herd is actually sitting there and they actually but they're actually getting it kind of they're kind of getting proof of what they're seeing or and then they're seeing some animals that are actually what they want they're like okay why would I keep her when I can keep her she's exactly what I want um I think it's that's the awesome part we're seeing is that people are actually seeing that their herds potentially there is a range of animals um you know half of them will be what they want and there's a you know a half that you know why would you keep they score low for everything and they can kind of see that yeah and then i guess marrying that information with with what you're looking at in the pen when you're or in the yards when you're making those culling decisions there's clearly there's whatever the number is, but we'll come up with some numbers, say 30%, which are obviously look awesome. And even if they came with a bad data, you're probably going to keep them um, <laughs> in most cases, but maybe you wouldn't. But but they're the early born calves. They're out of older sort of those nice five, six, seven, eight-year-old cows that have had a good run. And so, so their maternal environment for those heifers has been awesome, and so they look awesome. And then you're going to have some scrubbers down the other end, which, I mean, there might there'll be some structural faults and stuff that need to go. But it's probably that middle ground where, like, you've got these amazing-looking cattle and often they should have good genetics as well. Um, and then you've got the ob- yeah, the obvious culls. But it's that, yeah, I think it's probably that grey area where you get the most support from from these sort of tools is where you I've got to get rid of this heifer or that heifer. And one of them might have been born out of a heifer and therefore isn't quite as shiny or not quite as heavy as 
as the one standing next to it, uh, but the test will tell you that genetically, or well, may tell you that genetically this one's the better one to, to keep. So I think it, with everything we do in our genetic programs, we need to, as much as possible, remove the environmental noise. And and obviously people can do that if they know who's out of a heifer and keep those sort of records. Not many people, well, some people don't don't know all that stuff. Um, so, so it's a really good way, to, I reckon, to sort out the weight from the chaff, particularly in that middle ground. Yeah, no, 100%. You know, most commercial farmers do have limited information when they are making their heifer um, selection decisions. You know, they if they single sire mate, they may know the heifer's sire and, you know, by the size EBVs, have a bit of an idea of a genetic merit. You know, they may know the, the, the dam and her performance. Um, but, yeah, like you said, most of them are relying on the animal's phenotype to make their decisions. So weight, temperament, confirmation, um, you know, all these things are great, um, you know, and like you said, they are, can help easily identify, you know, animals that need to be culled, you know, anything that has bad feet or bad temperament, she's going to go on the cull list. But when you are comparing those middle performing animals, kind of, you know, the top performing animals, that's when it gets a little bit harder. For example, when you have two heifers that look the same, are by the same sire, weigh the same, you know, how do you tell which one is um, has a great genetic merit and is more profitable to retain in, your, in the herd? It's most of the time it's a bit of a stab in the dark and that is when identity comes in um, and how it can take, help take some potential guesswork out of the equation because um, identity I gives, gives a greater insight into a heifer's potential fertility and performance without having to have a calf on the ground, which is, you know, which will hopefully give you a bit more confidence in your selection decisions. Um, and by the time, most of the time, by the time you've chosen the wrong heifer, heifer and maybe two to three years down the track before you actually realise and you spend all this time and effort, you know, raising her just to find out she a low production cow. So it just avoids that situation, helps you, you know, save your time and money. Um, yeah, by making sure when you are looking at those middle performing animals, you're actually choosing the right one for your herd. Yeah, and there's yeah, one thing we know about playing with cattle is that yeah, it, it takes a long time to breed cattle compared to compared to a to sheep, which you can turn over a lot more quickly and and you can probably recover from your mistakes more quickly whereas in cattle yeah it is a she's sort of carving as a two-year-old and then you don't work out whether that calves any good for a while yeah so it's a long it's a long period so every time you can improve that accuracy of that selection decision then you'll improve your rate of genetic gain to your to your optimum and i guess that's the important thing it's not um how you balance the traits out and that's probably where where our sort of role comes in it's helping maybe within that dashboard working out the custom index and that sort of stuff like how making sure that you're balancing the traits in a way that suits what you're trying to achieve with your cattle the that's probably the critical thing there's no there's no one size fits all as we know and and the power of these tools is you're not you don't only have to there's not one good cow for everybody there's a range of good cows and and it's just working out what you actually want to achieve in your herd and what's the priority for you and i guess the other beauty about a product like identity will be that You'll get a yeah, you get a bit of a feel for the things that you're strong at and the things that you're weak at, and and that's what we see in the flock profile we do in in the merino game, where straight up you just say, well, look, we thought we weren't well, we didn't know what our growth potential was. We sort of feed them in this way, and they go all right on our farm, but we really don't know if that's because we're amazing feeders or if the genetics are amazing. And I think I think for every farmer in on the planet bar none should through these tools or through progeny tests or do something, find a way to separate 
genes from their management so they can understand which one is driving or what's driving what because I think that's you, you'll never understand or you'll never appreciate the power of genetics until you sort of see them and see different genetics under your management I suppose or understand what's genetic and what's what's just your management but. yeah no I understand and we, like I found like a lot of farmers I've been talking to have been like I've been using weight as a big factor to um to make my decisions and then they're like but my mature cart weight keeps increasing and so you know that just helps particularly avoid that situation because not necessarily the heaviest one at weaning is going to be the high growth potential it may just be you know the oldest or you know um so it it does help kind of eliminate those problems or you know mitigate them and you know they actually are choosing the ones with the higher growth potential rather than just being an embedded that's fed better or you know you know like you said take the um, environmental management factors out of it yeah and that's a good point where you're trying to balance a couple of unfavorable correlations like early growth and mature cow weight when you're doing that it's basically impossible on a phenotypic measure because you just you've only got one measure and that's weaning weight or whatever, and then you're trying to work out is it is it going to grow out to be a heavy cow or is it going to has it done all its growing now? Yeah, and and there's some aspects you can probably predict on shape and stuff, but reality is, yeah, this the, this tool will tell you that um, will help you understand that a bit. I guess if people out there thinking this all sounds like hocus pocus magic, um, how many yeah, I guess where are the cattle that have driven this database, and how many of them are there, and yeah, I guess genomics is all only as good as the base population that it's run on, and so that's important to important for there to be a big database that that drives it. Yep. So, um, Igenity is backed by a database containing both genetic um, data and performance data from over eighteen million animals collected around the world. Um, so that includes the IGS database, which is a database that um, the largest multi-breed um, beef cattle valuation is run off. In order to bring the test to our genotype, we actually had to validate the system in New Zealand. So we had to make sure there was enough um, New Zealand and Australian data and a linkage between, you know, New Zealand and New Zealand animals and the data to make sure it's going to be accurate for our animals in our system. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of a bit about the, the um, database of that. Yeah, yeah, cool. And so there's a heap of different breeds. Obviously, the seven breeds that you mentioned, they're all obviously contributing enough DNA to be confident to predict back into those populations. Whereas there'll be other breeds that, yeah, other breeds that might want to use it, but you just, like, can use it and get an inaccurate result, or you just don't, or they're just not allowed to use it? Um, so any other breed can use it. They're just not going to have an accurate result. Um, yeah. There are, for example, there are Charolais in the system, but there's not enough Charolais in the system that, um, to, you know, to promote an accurate result. Yeah. For potential like crossbred animals, we, you know, try and say, you know, under 20%, you know, or under 10% of, you know, another breed if they yeah. are going for like a stabilizer type thing. Um, the one thing that's really cool about identity is that you can test both males and females on it, um, although we do see the test be predominantly used for the hair selection. Um, there is that option to test. Um, yeah, right, which is not there for some of the breed society based ones. Is that? Yeah, cool. So, quite a bit of interest out there in people AIing heifers and people thinking about keeping retaining bulls out of those AIs. Maybe uh, yeah, a range of risk factors around that, and and yeah, make sure you do it well. But but this product would allow you to 
differentiate those bull calves generated if that's if that's in your production system. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but yeah, like I said, we mostly see this as a tool for um, heifer selection. Yeah, 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 and uh, we can definitely on that line as well. We have lots of Australian listeners. Is it available in Australia or is it only a New Zealand product? It is available in Australia. Um, so you would go through um, directly through Neogen right. um, for that. Yeah. Excellent. And in New Zealand, people either get in touch with us or you and we'll organise getting samples collected and, and sent away and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And one really cool thing about the identity test is that we can add on additional tests. Um, so we can add on parentage, which is a really good combo as it allows you to identify which size um, in your herd are doing well. And we can add on um, tests such as horn pole, BBD as well, and a few others. Yeah, right. And that's all All that pricing is sort of once they, people get in touch, they'll work out what those bundle options are and stuff depending on yeah. numbers and all the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, excellent. You've been around the the yearling bull sales up north. What's what's the general trend been? What are what are people f- seeing and feeling? Um, it was a pretty. Oh God, how would I say? <laughs> um, the bull sales have gone very well. Um, people were a bit nervous. Um, just the the state of. Everything at the moment, they'll be a bit nervous to see what the prices and clearance rate would, but um, everyone has, you know, gone very well. Um, clearance rate was um, pretty good the week I went up north and the prices were a little bit back, but um, they were still really happy about where they landed. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I think probably true across Australia and New Zealand, there's a fair bit of nervousness around ram sellers and bull sailors this year and, uh, and rightly so. So, yeah, it's good to see the... Plenty of yearlings cleared, and people still got confident to breed the next generation, which uh, and keep keep moving forward. Right, Ella, we'll um, yeah, I'll let you get back to work, and and thanks very much. This has been a a bit of an epic journey to get your recording on here. I let you let you down at least twice, uh, and then even today the system tried to shut down, so we had a battle, but we got there. So so really appreciate uh, your time. Really appreciate the collaboration with PBB. Uh, it's a great company for us to have a small involvement with and um yeah and help with that seal bureau so it's um yeah looking forward to many years in the future of of strengthening that relationship and and really uh going forward and yeah again i guess just that final plug for for catalogs pivot are the are the best in the game so if you're out there and looking for a catalog producer definitely get in touch with that team no awesome thank you for having me thanks ella Thanks again to our mates at Heinegger who are proud world leaders in the manufacturing and supply of professional sheep shearing and clipping equipment. They understand that their customers rely on the quality and performance of their products each and every day. Also thanks to our friends at MSD Animal Health and Orflex. They offer an extensive livestock product portfolio focused on animal health and management, all backed up by exceptional service. Both of these companies are wonderful supporters of the Australian and New Zealand livestock industries and we thank them for sponsoring the Head Shepherd Podcast.